This is Endscreen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at Endscreen Media. And at the OTTX Pipeline Conference on December 8th, 2021, live at the Skirball Center in LA, I had the pleasure of moderating a session entitled Fast and Smart TV, Becoming the New Broadcast Business. As part of that session, I interviewed Will German, VP of Global Content Partnerships at Pluto TV. Pluto TV was the first fast service, has been around the longest and remains the clear market leader. Listen on to hear his views on international fast markets, if digital natives are being squeezed out of fast services, and how Pluto TV became the exclusive home of the first SVOD service to abandon subscriptions in favor of a fast channel. Fast is probably the most quickly expanding part of the streaming market today. It is being adopted, I think, way faster than SVOD ever was and AVOD was. It is pretty remarkable. Some of you may, if you haven't had a chance, you should download a free white paper from the Endscreen Media website called Getting Fast. It's free. There's a forecast in there. Basically, I think we're looking at a $4 billion market by 2024. And that's really a remarkably quick growth for what is a relatively young industry. Although I have to say, Will will tell us in a moment, Pluto is actually a relatively old company, right? You're 10 years old, eight Eight, years old? Eight years, yeah. Eight years old? Ancient. (laughs) <laughs> but but uh, a lot of the growth in this industry has happened in the last 18 months, partly spurred by the, uh, the pandemic, but also just because people were ready. They're there. Anyway, let, let's get on. I want to talk to Will. Um, as I say, we're going to talk to uh, Will German a little bit. He's a VP of Global Content Partnerships at Pluto TV. Will, why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do for Pluto? Of course. And... Excuse me, it's a little rusty since we're, we're out here in person, so just getting the microphone adjusted. Uh, great to be here and great to actually see people in an audience as opposed to being on a, a Zoom panel and not knowing if there's two people or 400 people out there. So uh, this, is, this is great, so thanks for having me. Um, uh, as, as Colin mentioned, Pluto TV is the leading free uh, TV service uh, with over 300 channels in the U.S., and spreading across 26 regions globally. Um, We're about eight years old, and Pluto was really founded with a contrarian principle when everyone was going to SVOD and going to VOD. um, Pluto went the other way and went back to linear and back to ad-supported and presented um, a platform of channels that were in a familiar format uh, and familiar content and you know, was really a, a pioneer in growing and building out uh, the fast channel space. And uh, as I mentioned, we currently operate about 300 channels in the US, supported by thousands and thousands of titles in VOD. Um, and we are constantly growing, um, both in the US as well as around the world. So I, I have to tell you a funny story. I, uh, back in about 2015, um, I interviewed Tom Ryan, who of course is the founder and, um, and, and was the head of Pluto TV, uh, until he climbed the, uh, 
heady heights of Viacom CBS. The uh, mountain of entertainment. Yes. <laughs> and I interviewed him, and one of the questions I asked him was, so how do you feel about him, uh, the role of being the role of, of the ambient television provider of streaming? And he said he embraced that role. Uh, so I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. Um, so, so, okay, so that's, um, that's to tell us what you do for, for Pluto in, in particular. Yeah, so my role um, in content partnerships is twofold. It is, uh, well, there's more, maybe more than two, but two core areas. It's content acquisition, um, which this group is very familiar with. It's sourcing out, identifying, targeting content, um, working with our programming team uh, and evaluating that content and where it fits on our platform, negotiating those agreements. But then it's also the next step, which is um, taking those partnerships and transferring those into really ongoing partner management. And I think in the ad-supported space, more than the traditional SVOD or licensing space, there has to be this two-way street of collaboration with the partners to really make this work. And because the, the vast majority of our deals are revenue share deals, Partners have been, uh, you know, fantastic in working with us and motivated um, to participate and let us know what's working, what's not working, helping support us with various stunts. So in this partner management side, um, I oversee five different account managers that are, you know, we break up the, uh, the, the accounts into different verticals, whether it's major studios, indies, digital partners, sports. Uh, we provide business reviews, quarterly business reviews, reporting, and really work with each partner to create an, an individualized strategic plan uh, to make sure that they have success on Pluto. So would you say that the market was a push market or a pull market? Uh, are you going out and courting providers to come and join Pluto or are you assailed by a raft of, of content providers that want to launch? So I, look, I was fortunate enough to, to join Pluto after my boss Amy Kessner had been doing so much of the selling Pluto and uh, the idea on Pluto to you know, these partners and so I had the good fortune of coming in when Pluto already had somewhat of a, a track record in the market. Um, but it, it, it admittedly has been a, uh, you know, a sales pitch too, especially with, um, you know, producers and distributors who are used to traditional business models, you know, used to seeing certain types of revenue, um, used to seeing their content um, displayed um, a certain type of way. So for us, um, part of our pitch and our conversations is always about um, not just what content we want, but how that content is programmed, how we treat that content, um, and giving as candid of answers as we can in terms of the expectations around viewership and revenue and um, how we're going to work with that partner. I think one of the biggest shifts that I've seen in the market is that mainstream television providers in many markets now are taking fast as a serious opportunity, right? It, it, absolutely, and I think it's, it's benefiting us in the way that SVOD um, came in, call it 10, 15 years ago, where suddenly AVOD is becoming part of the broader distribution strategy um, for major studios and, and you know, indie studios alike, where in the early days, the AVOD lists were just, you know, here's 10, 15-year-old catalog of major studio films. Now it's 
well, what if we came in an earlier window and, and how do we figure out uh, how, to, you know, how to get exclusives? And I think there's a huge opportunity now with indie producers where we've done this with um, a number of films where, um, a, you know, in a traditional, call it pay one window, we might come in and provide some level of AVOD exclusivity and we, um, you know, we, we market and we promote and, and we really, um, you know, treat the film in a way that you would see um, years ago from SVOD services before they started moving more and more into originals. Okay. My impression is that Fast, is, particularly in the US, um, it has entered a sort of different phase in its life. Um, I, what I see is a lot of fast services, uh, Pluto, and but more particularly the ones that are closely associated with hardware platforms with, with smart TVs like um, Vizio Watch Free and Samsung uh, TV Plus, etc. They're really trying to differentiate themselves. Um, talk about that differentiation, how you're going, how Pluto's going about differentiating itself. Differentiation is key for us now. Uh, I think that is the, the benefit of having a platform that is so easy to use and accessible is that our competitors are, you know, can be also easy to use and, and accessible. So in order for us as a platform and our competitors to, to, to succeed in this space, we're starting to look at different ways of bringing in audiences, differentiating the experiences. Um, certain platforms are investing more heavily into original content. Um, for us at Pluto, one way we've really focused and continue to focus is differentiating on our channels and making sure that while we don't have original content, um, the majority of our channels can't be found on other platforms. And um, I'd say, you know, a great example of that recently was a channel that we've launched with professional bull riders. Um, uh, you know, a fantastic organization with a fan base of over 80 million in the U.S. and um, we—it's a you know a company we had been speaking with for you know almost two years at this point, and they had traditionally been uh, an, a niche SVOD service, and we were kicking the tires on you know what we could do in the fast space, and um, initially started in saying you know what if we just do kind of a catalog channel of your content um, in the library and monetize that in the way we've done with other channels and um, we quickly learned about their marketing strength, um, how strong and important their fan base was and what their experience had been as a niche SVOD service looking to potentially transition to a new business model that can help them reach a broader audience um, and uh, you know, lean on a, th a third party like a Pluto to take advantage of our distribution, our reach to really kind of transform their business model. So that's a channel that is exclusive on Pluto. Um, it's called PBR Ride Pass, and we are certainly looking to do more types of opportunities in, uh, like that with other companies. And I think they've actually shut down their SVOD service. Exactly. So on the day we timed it, so on the day they shut down their SVOD service, they went live on Pluto, and it was a very coordinated effort. Um, their CEO, Sean Gleason's fantastic. Um, we worked hand in hand with them on the marketing messaging that went out to all their subscribers, on the programming, on um, just the way that this would transform from um, an SVOD to an AVOD to make sure that we were continuing to provide live events to their fans, uh, 
give the catalog and replay of content that their fans um, love to see. And um, it's been a fantastic partnership so far. Let me ask the audience a quick question. Show of hands. How many of you would subscribe to the Bull Riding channel to watch a rodeo? How many of you would actually subscribe? So I see a smattering of hands. How many of you would tune in to a rodeo if it were free ad supported? Just for fun. What? That looks oh, my, like... My hand's up for the record. So, <laughs> so, you know, just for the listening audience at home, that was overwhelmingly, you know, it seems like they've, they've expanded their market dramatically. Um, looks like a smart move to it's, me. And look, it's, it's also just not about the PBR channel in isolation. We have... Um, a strong audience that likes content that we felt would be a strong overlap. We have channels of outdoor content. We have action movies. Um, we, you know, Walker, Texas Ranger is a great overlapping content. <laughs> and so um, for us, it's looking at, you know, using uh, and working with PBR to bring audiences in, but also use as a funnel to get into other channels and other content. And similarly, we want fans who are showing up for these broad categories to go find and discover PBR. So it's, we, we don't look at these channels in isolation. I think that's the benefit of Pluto as both a platform and, and a programmer in that we are fine with uh, people going back and forth among our platform and our different channels um, to discover. We want people to just you know stay engaged and continue to have reasons to come back to Pluto. So I think you've that is a world's first. Uh, I, I certainly have never heard of an SVOD service shutting down in favor of Vlinium and Fast. So that's a, that, congratulations. That's a great, great move. Um, okay, so Pluto TV is going to be a billion-dollar business this year, apparently, according to uh, your CEO. I, I, I want to talk about international. What role do you think international is playing in that today? Uh, and how do you think it's going to play out in the future? So international has always been uh, a component of Pluto TV. Um, in the early days, we were live in the GSA territories as well as the UK. And um, immediately after we were acquired by Viacom, um, it was on our roadmap to launch across Latin America, um, really um, seizing the opportunity of the market and the, the value proposition of free. Um, and following Latin America, um, we really launched across different areas of Europe where um, we thought there was a, um, you know, both a, a strong Viacom CBS presence and in, in infrastructure um, as well as an opportunity, a healthy ad market, um, a, you know, a, a propensity to stream. But again, e you know, every market is different and I think for us it is um, seizing that opportunity to take advantage of our technology that we've built out, our boots in the ground in those regions, um, and then also leveraging our global partnerships, in, including you know, many of the folks who are out here who have been supportive of all these global launches by extending rights easily to these territories, helping us track down dub tracks uh, where we need them, offering subtitles, um, and you know, really given how fast these markets are launching, um, working with partners that are able to give us that speed to market um, has been really helpful in, in our growth and why we continue to uh, you know, launch in, as I mentioned, 26, I think we're in 26 regions. At this right, point. right. I, 
Uh, one market I'm somewhat familiar with is the UK because um, I'm originally from the UK. Somebody said that they were told I was Australian. I am <laughs> not Australian. Um, so that's a market that I'm pretty familiar with. And, and the channels there are expanding remarkably quickly. So it seems like there's already a pretty good understanding of the powerful model that Fast provides in those markets, right? Yeah, absolutely. And as you can imagine, UK um, it leads itself to the easiest overlap with the US because of the language. And so we have just you know, frequent discussions both on the contractual side as well as just best practices with our counterparts in Europe and um, try as much as we can to um, you know, share information, share content, and make the experience uh, as strong as possible in all regions. Now, I've got one more question before I invite Mike up. Um, so, one of your roles, you, you came to Pluto via full screen, um, which, of course, was very concerned with digital natives and, 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 and helping them break. I was wondering, with the entrance of television providers, professional TV providers into the market, are the digital natives getting squeezed out now? I think for us, you know, we have over 300 channels, so it allows us to go as broad and as mainstream and as niche um, and as fan and audience-based. I think the power of digital entertainment, as, as it has been, is really about building fandoms and building collective audiences. So um, I think that there is a power to um, having those passionate fan bases where you might not have the same expectations of total viewing minutes in the aggregate as, say, our biggest movie channel, but you might look at a certain channel and the users come back three to four times more frequently and they watch uh, for you know two to three times longer. And those are great fans and great audiences, not just for those channels, but then again, as I mentioned, that you want to kind of continue in the ecosystem and, and help them find other channels. So uh, we really try to offer something for everyone. So I think there's, there's a home for all content that has a very strong fan base. Very good.